Bars are closed. Aren't any shows? Where can we go? People at home gotta stay close. There's no other answer. Apocalyptic peanut butter can't afford nothing better. But we're gonna weather the storm. Yeah, we're gonna weather the storm. Greeting, pandemic pals, and welcome to Apocalyptic Peanut Butter, the only doomsday podcast that sticks to the roof of your mouth. I am your proactive, radioactive, hyperactive host, Nick the Saucy One Catsaurus, broadcasting to you as always from the land of meth and honey. And I also want to introduce the woman who is pushing all of the important sanitized buttons from her hermetically sealed bubble in the next room. The singer, actor, and creator of 3D Does Sings. A marvelous producer, D. Woot, that's me. For those of you who only know us from Apocalyptic Peanut Butter, um, our other podcast, Musical Osmosis, we have decided is coming to a close because it's been many years and we've almost run out of people to talk to. Anyway. And we're going to kind of put all of our podcasting eggs into this beautiful Apocalyptic Peanut Butter thing. And make a documentary and see, um, you know, how we can make fools of ourselves next, which I think is important. It's important to plan on how you're going to make an ass of yourself. Exactly. And I don't know about you, but after the year that we have had, like, well, I kind of started to go a little overboard or try to go a little overboard with, um, you know, just Christmas here at the house and with the kids because I feel like we've had no holidays. Like nothing. Because we – especially in our household, have been very careful throughout this entire process. Um, You know, you don't leave the house ever. Um, I, you know, I'm the one who leaves the house, but at the same time, you know, I've got the sanitizer and I wear a mask every, you know, we've been so strict and so careful all year that we didn't have any of our regular holidays. So now I'm like, screw it. We're going to Griswold family Christmas this shit now. Like, bring it on. Yeah, once you know. we're like once things are kind of under control enough where I feel comfortable going out. Oh yeah, um, I'm ready. You're you're not gonna like how drunk and crazy I get. There's I, gonna be nudity and I think I'm gonna challenge and, I, I'm I challenge accepted. There okay. Fair enough. But <laughs> we've got another Andy's actually doing some um toys for top thing, charity stuff today. So we're going to do this interview with Sean, and then we're going to do a second episode. We weren't even going to do another episode this year, but I had to have John on before the end of the year. I was not going to miss that. And then Andy was like, well, I want to do something, so we're going to do a big alt-side-down update episode next. And then we'll be back next year with a new format. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. We're going to see where this craziness takes us, and it's going to be Uh, You can't, like Chris Rock said this year on Fargo, the season of Fargo. You can't get off the roller coaster until it comes to a complete stop. That's right. We are on the roller coaster, podcasting coaster now, baby. We can't get off. You betcha. We got to follow this thing through. All right, let's get today's guest in here. Um, Today's guest is one of my absolute favorite people on planet Flat Earth, a comedian, writer, actor, (laughs) comedy gunslinger, um, the man with the silver tongue and the golden taint, our pal John Lear. John. Oh, yeah. You're Hi, here. Hi, I'm here. Hi. I'm 
I'm actually out right outside your front yard. Oh, see. I've been in the gopher costume. You're the one yes, wearing the gopher. That's me. Yep. Well, why don't you come in, have some cocoa, and do this with us? <laughs> well, I don't want to give you the COVID, you know. Well, so and the dog. Stand out here in your and the dogs. I'll stand out here in your front in your front yard in the in the gopher outfit with the ass cut out of it. That's important. You have to let the taint breathe free because as we were talking pre-show, these taints are going to be very important in the coming days. I know. I know. They really are. Once we all get our taints aligned, we're going to turn this thing around. That's what it's about. Taint frequency, baby. Taint frequency. Yep. Yep. So good to see you or not see you, but hear you. And uh, I love the format. I love your the show title. And I love uh, I love where you're going. So don't get off this roller coaster. Don't do it. I will not. As long as we have, you know, I, I always have a thing that I say that the show is only as good as the guests and only as popular or as successful as the fans allow it to be. I'm just some asshole with a mic. It's you guys who yeah. bring the magic. I couldn't do this show without people like you, John. God bless you. I mean, you know, I guess that's that's true. I, you know, I think you're right. But you, somebody still has to steer the bus, my friend, and you do an excellent job of it. And D is down in engineering, making yep. sure the uh, crystals are aligned. Yes. Yeah, she used uh, to be down in the basement, like the people in the hub of the ship where you see those um, big bulky dudes with the striped shirts um, shoveling coal like into the furnace on the yes. Titanic. That's me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I moved upstairs <laughs> this year. So now I'm on the same. You've I'm, been I'm promoted. Upstairs. I have. You're on, um, you're on the bridge. You're on the bridge. There you go. Now I'm on the bridge. I I'm still have my own little hidey hole because that's the way I like it. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's all well, good. One thing you're I smart. Want, yeah. One thing that I can't believe, and I, you know, time flies, especially the older you get. I'm sure all the people always say that as I rapidly hurl towards 50. We haven't talked to you on air since the pre-COVID days, since the before time. Yeah. We haven't had you on since earlier this year. Like, I think we had you on in January. You mean when people went to movies and stuff and went to movies outside? Like someone brought a (laughs) DVD player outside and played a movie on it? No, I I remember you used to go into a a dark room full of strangers and you'd all eat next to each other and laugh together and touch things. That sounds unclean. Unclean. You pay like $30 for a thing of popcorn and (laughs) yeah, yes, that was a golden time in America. Oh, you know, I I got a bone to pick with you right off the bat, John. Let's let's get this out of the open here. How long okay. have we known each other? Five, six years we've been friends? I was going to guess longer, but I'll go with that. Let's go with six. Six years. And for six years, I have been badgering you to do something. For six years, I've been like, John, you have got to grow your hair back out long. Your hair was so kick-ass long. And y'all, maybe one day, maybe one day. And it took a fucking global pandemic for you to finally yep. stop getting your hair cut. You didn't listen to me for six years. And then finally, it took the whole world shutting down for you to take my advice. I know. Well, okay. To make it even, give me some advice. Whatever piece of advice you give me right now, I'm going to take. So Polish your your taint daily. Polish your taint daily. I I like that one. Daily? Daily. Uh, Daily? I don't don't polish anything daily now in the COVID. I do it, (laughs) you know, maybe once a week. If you want to reach... 
harmonic resonance with all the other taints across the globe, you must keep that bad boy spit cleaned and polished. So you're saying take a shower every day. That's what you're talking about. Well, I mean, you've you got a bucket I take a shower every morning. I feel unclean without it. But I'm a little really? OCD. Even in COVID, in COVID you, you're taking a shower every morning? Yeah, Especially and he doesn't leave the house. He never he leaves. Never leave that. I feel grimy when I wake up. Yeah, I have to take a shower. You gotta, no, you push through the sliminess, and then you reach a plateau of not caring, and yes. and then and then you can continue on that until things start to itch, and then mm. you shower. Agreed. That's basically the that's the new COVID way. Yeah. Mm, well, I've never been a great conformist, so <laughs> I, I think I'll keep <laughs> washing my taint daily, among other body parts. Speaking of COVID, we got a lot of COVID talk to talk about today, and this is a this at least started as a COVID-centric podcast. How has COVID changed the comedy world out there and in Hollywood in general? How does anybody make? I'm I'm shocked to even see new TV shows come out. How is anybody doing anything at this point? Well, out here, I don't know about you libs out there, but out here, we don't even think it's a real thing. We think the numbers are highly blown. It's basically the flu. It's a hoax, and it's going away. It never it never even happened. Well, so, so everybody's I, just yeah. ignoring it and going on as, as their lives intended. Yeah. That's good. That's good. You know who we're, I feel bad ignoring. for? I feel who? bad for the 5G conspiracy dudes because their conspiracy I only know. lasted like three weeks. What, what happened I to know. 5G causes COVID? Well, because it, 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 it traveled along 5G. It got out there really fast, and then it disappeared. You know, the, 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 their, their own uh, 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 network killed their conspiracy theory. Oh, that's a shame when that happens. I just remember how mm-hmm. big it was either bats or 5G. And I was like, oh, boy, we're going to be hearing about this for the next 10 months. And 5G now, just kind of disappeared. You know what it is? It, it, the iPhone 12 came out. And then any 5G talk went straight out the window because everybody wanted the new iPhone. Well, that yeah, on and that has 5G. Yeah, yeah, yeah good point, yeah. good point. No, so they're like, oh, I need new phone serious. for 5G, but it's better phone. Yes, new phone, new phone, new phone. I mean, you could, you're going to get COVID yes. before you're going to give up the ability to Instagram your lunch. Of course, exactly, exactly. It's like anything. Once it happens to you, it's no longer uh, a, a conspiracy. So once you have 5G and you realize, oh, I'm not getting, you know, it's not being used to spread COVID, and then suddenly you're fine with it. It's the same with COVID. Although I hear some people are out there, they still think it's fake even as they're dying of COVID. Yeah. Few, uh, that's rough. That is rough. That, there I are people in that. the hospital. Here's Here's where we've reached in this COVID world. There are nurses with COVID who have to keep working because they're so shorthanded, treating people with COVID who, with their dying breath, is saying there's no such thing as COVID. How's that for a fucking bizarro land? I can relate. I can relate. I mean, I I wonder what, what is my version of that? What am I so closed off to that even though it's slapping me right in the face, I still can't see it, you know? I can't think huh. of what it is because, you know, I have blinders on. But I'm one, I, I mean, I don't believe COVID is not that. I get I believe that COVID's real. But what is my version of that? Like, what is it that I think is not real, but it is real and I don't see it? Nick, you've known me a long time. What is it? 
I don't know, because we had a whole week podcast called Deconstructing John Lear, and we really got to the heart <laughs> of you. And you're a pretty pragmatic, um, logically centered type of guy. I know you think of yourself as pretty neurotic, but end of the day, yeah. I can't think of it. I don't know what your blind spots are. Maybe that's a yeah, talking you're you pretty with grounded. Like, See, here's, I think the thing that saved me is that I know I'm stupid. The only thing mm-hmm. that you can, the, the only kind of stupid that can really get you in trouble is where you're stupid, but you think you're smart, right? Like right. the Thunder but Kruger you, effect. Right. But if you're stupid and you know you're stupid, you're kind of, you're kind of, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you can go, you can kind of slide right through life. You're yeah, like, it's kind I of a superpower when you think about it. I mean, yeah. Ashton Kutcher is the same way. He knows he comes off exactly. as kind of an idiot. So go with it, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. I'm, people ask me stuff. I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? You know, I think that's a work. solid philosophy. And, you know, all this tells me maybe next year we need to do another the um, Deconstructing John Lear series. Maybe we or haven't built the Deconstructing or Reconstructing. Yeah, we got to build you back up. Taint, taint yes, up. Cause I'm we'll still, start at the taint. I'm still lick, exactly, because I'm still licking the wounds from when you tore me down to my studs last time. I'm surprised I haven't got any calls from your therapists. I had to make their jobs more difficult for them. Yeah, I should put you in touch. I should put you in touch. We should do it with them on the phone. There you go. <laughs> I wonder how much HIPAA compliance that goes against. <laughs> I'm sure My if God. I sign enough papers, she'll be able to do it. Oh, it's a she. Oh, oh, oh. so you do have yeah. a therapist. Hey, I'm just going to sign over your life. Yeah. That's all. That's Maybe all you need. need. It is. I, have a ther- I have a therapist because I know I'm stupid. I know I'm crazy. If you know you're crazy, then you get help. So how mad is your, is your therapist at me for all the work we did at deconstructing John Lear? I don't know. It hasn't really, she hasn't really brought that up. She I need to call her. Up. I don't, you know what, as crazy as it sounds, I don't think she even watches any of my shows or anything. Does she know you're in the business? Oh, yeah, she knows I'm in the business, but I don't know if she's ever seen anything I've done. I doubt, maybe, maybe she's Googled me, I don't know. That's a good question. Do you Google your patients if you're, I guess everybody Googles everybody. I do not Google people. I need to Google people more often, you guys. Yeah, I, I Google my clients before I meet them because I want to know who I'm going to talk to, you know? Like, I just want to know what their face looks like before I see them. I'm I just, mean, I Google you know, anybody I should... I'm going to have a potential um, interaction with. See, I don't do it at all because I'm just so stupid. See, I know I'm stupid, but in that case, it works against me because I should go. I had a guy who wanted to do a project and wanted to get me to do like a, a shoot of something. And I Googled him and, you know, he was, you know, a far right racist, you know, crazy. Wow. crazy guy. I was just like, oh, my <laughs> Are God. you going to be like the spokesperson for some alt-right group and not know if you get there and read the script? That would be a great um, television show. Somebody gets like that is great. and they're trapped great. in like an alt-right um, like news media show, but they can't get out because they're afraid like the alt-right people will like hit, put a hit out on them or something. Guys, we just what came up that with is, the new punked. That, that's you guys, what it is. That is a great idea. Yes. You put, like, like me, you put a Jew, you know, out where <laughs> I go out, to, you know, and there's a burning cross and they've all got swastikas on and everything. And I'd they pay to watch haven't that. Googled me. They haven't Googled me and I haven't Googled them. Mm-hmm. And then somebody pulls out their smartphone, and then all goes all the all everything goes crazy. The shit hits I, the fan. That. This is a seeds of an idea. We could call it Googled. There you yes. Go. 
right, we All gotta right. talk more about this offline. We we own that, Nick. D, yep. we own it. TM. Nobody, mm-hmm. If somebody out there steals it, we're gonna sue. Damn that's it. That's right. We already called it. it. Yeah, that's ours. All right, can we let's but, redirect because I am like you said the guy that directs the traffic. I really want to talk some COVID stuff with you, John. I want to talk okay, about yeah, your COVID movie. But first, I, I'll ask everybody who comes on the show, how has COVID impacted you? Like, how I know you can't be doing much stand-up anymore. How has it impact any of um, the filming you're doing or any of the improv oh, or any, everything? Give me the whole banana. Oh, everything. It, it is, it, I mean, it, you know, L.A. is, what do you, what do you know? It, in the middle of, you know, the entire world dying, the entertainment world kind of, you know, Hollywood kind of takes a second banana. We're not as important as as we used to be, you know, which is, you know, Hollywood's really grappling with that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Aren't we more important than uh, vaccination? No, it turns out we're not. So, uh, yeah. So, no, it's it, it, you, you. Everybody's locked out. In fact, L.A. County just announced today we're going back to safer at home uh, starting tonight. So it, it's there's nothing going on. I worked on that movie. That was the first thing. Was that the first thing I worked on? Yeah, I think that was the first thing I shot at since COVID. And it was crazy. It was totally different. Uh, you know, everybody has to be tested every day. You got to wear the mask. They have a like a nurse practitioner on set, making sure people stay away. Uh, there's no food on set. No more craft services. I heard that. No more craft services. Yeah. Yeah. For those of people who don't know, for some reason, Hollywood is the only industry that expects to have snacks around them at all times while doing their job. Oh, no, they're not. uh, Social workers do it, too. Yeah. We do it in my profession. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're ready for lunch by, like, 11. And then we're ready for snack by noon. Everything they want. You guys should get everything you want. You guys should have a drip of Dilaudid at all times (laughs) running into your veins. So let me ask you this: Who's who's setting these rules as far as having to have a nurse practitioner testing? Is it the governor or is it the union? It's it's mainly the union. Uh, But but they're kind of all in the same boat because they recognize that you know. There, there, nothing's going to get done unless they figured something out. I guess it's like every industry. It's like, look, if people start dying, then we can't do this anymore. And, you know, the stars, the people who really make Hollywood run are not going to show up on a set with a bunch of people, you know, uh, you know, like, you know, if they've got the money, they're going to be like, fuck it. I'll do all this later. You know, we'll wait till this is over. A lot of them are doing that anyway. But uh, yeah, no, it's a ghost town. Unless it's got a lot of money and it's like a network show or a big time movie uh, where they can create a bubble and, and spend all that money, like, you know, basically do what, you know, the NFL tries to do, then it's over. I mean, we were the only independent film shooting in L.A. at the time we were shooting. Holy shit. And, was, you know, I used yeah. to always joke you were the Highlander of comedy because you'd be doing 10 things at once. Is this the slowest your life has ever been, like in the last 20 years? Well, it it was for a little bit. There was a period there where, like, I was going on long hikes with my son and everything. It was kind of like a vacation in a weird way. And then the Zoom thing started happening. And then suddenly everybody wants to do business on Zoom. So now the sort of writer-producer side of me is busy with Zoom meetings all the time, getting things ready, getting pitch. I've done pitches on Zoom, which is a total nightmare. 
And uh, I've done a lot of comedy shows on Zoom. I get asked to be guests on show, and then I produced a, a comedy festival on Zoom. So it's all this Zoom crap, which, you know, is a, you know, pain, very, uh, it, you know, it's not very satisfying. It's got to be kind of like a sterile environment, right? Because when you go do stand-up, yeah. you're feeding off the energy of the crowd. But trying to do that oh, same yeah. thing from Zoom, from your house, sitting at a desk, I have to imagine that it just doesn't have that same energy level and that same connection oh, level. Exactly. It totally sucks. And people are trying to, you know, there was that period, and I guess that's starting to go away now that we see the vaccine maybe coming on the horizon. But there was that period when people were pitching Zoom-based shows to TV, you know, like this is a show that takes place on Zoom. And I'm like, who at home wants to <laughs> be on Zoom all day for their job and then watches watch their TV and watch Zoom on their TV? It's just crazy. You would be surprised, John. All right, well, let's talk about Safer at Home. Um, I saw you post about it. It's been a while since you've actually posted anything about it. Is it still happening? Well, When's it going to be released? Yeah, it's all it's all uh, shot, and it's been it's I've seen a cut of it, and it's really great. And so now they're trying to sell it to a distributor. They've gotten a lot of of, of great response, and uh, you know people love it, and 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 it's it's perfect timing because it's about COVID, and it's pr- it's really funny, um, and crazy and weird and cool. So I think they will get a distributor, but I'm just an actor in it. I'm not a producer on that. So I, I don't really know the ins and outs, um, except that I've, I've sent it to a couple of friends uh, just to, you know, get, you know, friends in the business who might be able to help. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they have an agent I know who's. So basically the way it works when you do an independent film is that you enter it in a festival. That's the most common way of doing it. Right. You enter it in a festival and then distributors come to the festival and if they like it, they'll buy it and distribute it. And, but there are no festivals now or they're all on zoom. And so I don't know, I don't know how the hell they're going to sell it, but I think they will. It'll be, it'll see the light of day. It will. But, it's but here's the bad time. thing though about Hollywood, knowing as little as I know about the industry, stuff can sit on a shelf or get tied up into bureaucratic gears for months, even years. And this isn't something oh, that could absolutely. come out in three years. This movie's not going to make any sense if it comes out in uh, in 2024. So, I mean, it is kind of time sensitive. I agree. And I think that's to its benefit. I think because even an idiot, you know, business dude is going to see that. Somebody who doesn't know anything about the business is, is still going to be able to see like, oh, if this is going to work, we should get it out soon. So I think that'll work to the, the movie's benefit. It's not green. It's not something that's going to last forever. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I don't know. It's kind of capturing a moment of time. Who knows? I don't know. See, I'm stupid. (laughs) I know. I know that I don't know. All you, hey, one of the great Greek philosophers, Socrates, said, "All I know is that I don't know nothing." Or is that a double negative? All I know is I know nothing. Doesn't he say, "All I know is that I I don't know nothing"? We'll take. All I know is it is a wise man who knows what he does not know. I don't know what I don't know. I mean, if I knew what I don't know, then I wouldn't be stupid. But I'm stupid, then you'd know so it. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, I know it. But you know the no, things I you don't know. know. You know if you don't know trig. Well, yeah, but there's also other stuff that I don't know that I know. I mean, I but know you know you I don't know it. No, but yes, in, with trig, yes. But there's other stuff that I don't know that I don't know. But you know there's like, math beyond trig that you don't know. Even if you don't know the name of it, you know you don't even know what the name of that math is that's beyond it. 
well, it's calculus, but yeah, I do. Well, see, in that case, I do know what I don't. I do know what I know. I know. What we I just know lost the whole audience. They're calling in welfare checks on us. They probably think we're, like, we're picking flowers off the wallpaper, having mental breakdowns, talking to each other. Well, is that far from the truth, Nick? Is it? No, I it's mean, not. You know, yeah. All right, so I mean, tell us about the movie. I have an idea what it's probably about just from the name, but go ahead and tell us a little bit about the movie and what role you play. Okay, it's called Safer at Home, and it's a uh, it's <laughs> it's about a guy, but that it, it, there's only two actors in the entire movie. Uh, it's me and another guy, and my character wakes up. He goes out. It's at the early part of COVID, so he's gone out to get toilet paper. His wife wants him to get toilet paper, so he's gone out to get toilet paper. But he wakes he wakes up in his what he thinks is his bedroom, but he's chained to the wall. And it sort of gets weird from there. And he, he finds out he's been kidnapped. And then it gets... Do you know who Harambe is? No. Yeah. You do? Okay. Harambe was so, the, the the ape. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. See, yeah. I was so dumb so, that I didn't even know that I didn't know that. And I did know it. Yeah, but you knew that you... Well, you thought... Yeah, you're right. Because you thought you didn't know it, but you were wrong even about that. You it took know. Dee knowing to let me know that I did know the thing I didn't know. So that makes me even dumber than people who don't know what they don't know. I knew That's it right. and thought I didn't. So that makes me even stupider. Yeah. What's dumber What's dumber than a dummy? A genius who doesn't know he's a genius. Exactly. But my taint is squeaky clean. So that's, you know, <laughs> that's in the wind column. <laughs> that's always, that trumps everything. It absolutely does. Uh, yeah. Well, All right, so Harambe. Uh, yeah. so Harambe plays a role in the movie, but I don't really want to go too far into it for anybody who might see it. It'll ruin it. But anyway, it gives you – the only reason I bring it up is it gives you a sense of the roller coaster ride this, this movie goes on. Uh, and it's, it's really well written. It's really funny. And uh, it's really original. So I, I was glad to do it. It was also a challenge, just, you know, two actors in a feature – uh is a lot you know i was in like 41 scenes you know oh, really hard yeah so it was it was a real hey. challenge um but you know uh it was good to be good to have a job and uh yeah, yeah you know i i just shot something just recently with bob clendenin from uh uh from uh uh, uh quick draw who played the nice. bob clendenin played the the undertaker right right yes. I and i just so I wrote this thing for a, a show uh, based on two characters played by the two of us that I just shot. So we're editing that right now. And then my hope is when and if, you know, the vaccine starts to come out, that'll be the first thing we go out with to pitch. Right on. So, so. Doran's safer at home, you know, 41 scenes since it's so demanding. What happens to what you're doing on the side? What happens to your production company and just the daily John Lear life in comedy? Does that all have to take a back yeah. seat? It, it well, it slows down, but no, I I keep it going. I mean, look, even even a even a movie like that for an actor, there's a lot of downtime, you know. And it, and if you've grown up like working real jobs where you know you don't go to a a trailer and and sit around you know playing with Instagram, you know, where you have to work full days, then you you can get a lot done during during the downtime. So no, I'm able to act in it do my job and keep everything, all the other plates spinning at the same time. So yeah, all, uh, you know, it, it, cause it's acting is not time consuming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, learning, learning the lines is, you know, takes some, you got to really hunker down, but all that work was done already. You know, I prepped and I was ready, you know? So the actual shooting is just kind of, you know, staying present, being, you know, you know, being open, listening to other people, you know, collaborative creation, you know? But you usually over at least the past 10 years or so have been doing mostly improv. I mean, quick draw, and um, yeah. 10 items and less and stuff like that. There was an incredible amount of improv yeah. in it. Was this the first yeah. time you had to do a really long scripted feature? Yes. This is the first one I've done in quite a while where it was fully scripted and it was uh, a leading role. And I mean, I've done, I've done smaller roles where I were, that were scripted, but this was the first time I had to like, you know, hold down a movie uh, with, with scripted material and it had been a while. And it was, it, that was one of the reasons I took it. I, I, I liked the script and I, I liked the challenge of just two characters holding down a, a film, you know, I liked that. And it was something that I hadn't really done. And it, it was during COVID and it was like, fuck it. Let's, Interesting. You know, let's, let's, let's try something hard. <laughs> Would you, know? you have taken that chance pre-COVID or did you do it during COVID because everything was shut down? Hard to know. It's hard to know what you don't know. Ah, yeah, I think I, I found one know. of your blind spots. <laughs> we need to deconstruct you again, John. <laughs> I, I, I probably wouldn't have gone with it as quickly as I, I probably would have thought about it more because I'm sure I would have had other stuff going on that I could have easily said, yeah, this would be a challenge and it would be fun, but, you know, I've got X, Y, and Z, which, you know, uh, I need to focus on so I can't really, you know, hunker down and learn, you know, lines, you know, 120 pages worth of lines, you know, for something that isn't really at the top of my, yeah, I probably wouldn't have. I don't know, maybe. I mean, the other guy, the other actor who was in it, was a guy who I knew really well, who actually was one of the other Geico cavemen. Really? Uh, I, was it know, Nick Kroll? Yeah. No, no. Nick was, uh, I've met Nick, uh, but he was on the TV show. He didn't, Nick didn't do any of the commercials. Gotcha. Um, this was a guy uh, who did, who did some of the commercials and it was, it was, I'd, I'd been wanting to work with him forever uh, anyway. And I knew that he was, you know, really talented and, and, and he, he was the one who, recommended me to the director and then the director saw my stuff and offered me the role. So, you know, it was kind of like, you'd have to be kind of a jerk to turn down an <laughs> offer of a lead role in a movie with a guy who, you know, you know, and, and, and especially since the film was good, like I didn't really have an excuse to say no, other than yeah. I didn't want to work hard. And here's something else crazy that just popped into my head. Now I've seen things like TV shows that already exist and they've done COVID episodes or Zoom episodes. I think this is the first yeah. time I've actually heard of a movie born of the COVID era. Is this the only COVID I, movie out there? It might be. There's a really good chance that it might be. Uh, I have not come across any other. Again, another reason to do it because it was very much commenting on the on COVID, and I, you know, that was on my mind, and I thought this take on it was really interesting. Uh, in a, and it was funny, but it was dark funny. You know, it appealed to me on a lot of levels. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Well, I'm excited, man. I can't wait to see it. I hope it comes out oh, properly. We have all the streaming if, channels, so I'm sure I'll see it. If anybody was made to be a, a, a who to enjoy this movie, it would be you. This Why is, is that? right up nice. your alley. Yeah. If, if all of America was Nick, 
I'd be a very, very wealthy man right now. Oh, man, what a world we would live in if all of America was uh-huh. Nick. Oh, yep. God. You'll love it because it, it's, it's cynical and sarcastic in a great way. It, it, it's just it, – it's great. You're, you'd love well, I'm it. I'm excited. All right, let me talk quick troll because we haven't talked quick troll in a long time, and we got to get out of here in a minute. But I do want to know – All right. Is quick draw just dead in the water? It's just, it's gone beyond the time frame where it's ever going to come back now. I mean, I think so. Uh, but you never know, man. I mean, there's stuff that's gotten rebooted that was a hell of a lot dead for a hell of a lot longer than quick draw has been. You know, one thing that just happened, it was just brought to my attention, is a bunch of, um, there's like, I guess uh, Hulu sent out a tweet saying which show on Hulu that was canceled, do you wish hadn't been, or something like that. Oh, yeah, I just but saw anyway, that. A bunch of, right, and so a ton of people, I guess, started retweeting it, that it was, that Quickdraw was the one that they wish uh, had. So, you know, something like that, because it, there was like a lot of, it made a lot of noise. Something it like could that happen. It, Lucifer came yeah. back because of that. That's right, you know? that's right. I mean, hell, Full House came back, you know. Yeah. Oh. drama came back twice. Yeah. Hey, he just said Full House. That puts it in perspective. If Full House could come back, anything could come back. I know. Right? I mean, That's that, a great that point. A terrible, terrible show, and it came back, and the only thing that killed it was one of the characters, you know, lying to get her daughter into college, I guess. And even that, I guess it's, it's still not canceled, right? I think it's over now, thankfully. It is? Yeah. Because she's in jail. Oh, thank they God. Can't. It was just terrible. Yeah. But that's kind of scary, knowing that Full House came back. That means Facts of Life can come back. That's what... That well, opens the door the for bell. some scary Saved stuff. Saved by the Bell is back. Oh, it is terrible on so many levels. It is Saved terrible, but I love it? it. I love it so the much. Saved by the Bell? Yes. It's, it's, oh. it's, abso- it's basically... It's like a watered-down, more vulgar version of... Well, it's absurdity humor. Like, a lot of the humor is like something out of Airplane, which it doesn't really fit into the Save by the Bell universe. Yes, it's really weird, but I love it so much. Like, I I just... Obsessively. It's it's really good. I I mean, I... I, the first uh, Saved by the Bell was sort of hate sex for me. I used to watch it and hate myself and hate it, but I would still yes. watch it. So, so this I think was still sort of the same. The same. It seems it, like it's that, worse. it could be the same thing. Oh it's no, it's worse. worse. Way worse. And the oh, characters yeah. they brought back, <laughs> like all the characters for the first one that they brought back, are all like vapid morons. And that's another oh, thing I didn't yeah. like about it is they kind of ruined. Like, when, like Slater is a complete moron now. And Kelly and Zach are complete morons. I mean, Zach used to be smart in that show because he pulled off all these schemes. And now he's he's the governor of California. And he's like, I don't know. Let's just close all the school downs. I read that on Google. Let's just do that. Like, he's a complete moron. And it would be funny if it wasn't destroying the legacies of of these characters. But these characters have gotten so dumb. It's just I wasn't a fan of it. I'm not a fan of the new show. See, you hated the original show, and yet you still feel that those characters should be treated with care moving forward. I wouldn't say I hate the original Saved by the Bell. I I mean, I was small when that came out. Maybe a teenager, early 20s, and I used to get high and watch Saved by the Bell and thought it was kind of fun. So, I don't know. Yeah, but you watched it ironically then. There was no ironically back then. 
People well, didn't do yeah, things ironically in the does. 90s. See, when I watched it, I was like a tween. So I absolutely loved the original. It was just like part of who I was. Um, just like Punky Brewster, yeah. you know, which, which really dates me like crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I um, never got into Punky. Oh, she, I mean, she was me. Like, I was yeah. like seven or something when she came out. So it was right. like perfect for me. Yeah, perfect yeah. for you. Really you good. were a Punky Brewster. I you was. I really was. Day. I wore a bandana around one leg and rolled up the, the my pants on the other side, just like she did. It sounds like, like you were pigtails. a that's <laughs> <laughs> just, just she was cute and she was she was punky and so that was I wanted well, to be her. Let's see how um, Peacock ruins Punky Brewster because that's coming back soon oh, too God. on Peacock. They, you they lie. Can't. Is it nope. really? No, it is. Yep. It is. No. Yeah. And I'm sure the grandfather what? has to be long gone by now, so I have no idea oh, yeah. how they're bringing this back. Maybe it's in the future and they cut his head off and put it on a robot, so he. Oh no, around. that would I watch. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. watch that. John, why don't you run Hollywood? You have so many great ideas. You should be running Hollywood. Really? It it doesn't seem like it's a very fun thing to be a power broker in Hollywood. They all seem really unhappy. And, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you could make it fun. Maybe I could. If you get everyone in a boardroom and get your taints lined up, I think you can, like, spin pure gold. Content gold. You just got to get your taints all at the same residence. Oh, there's no question I could come up with gold, but I mean, I feel strongly that I could just in in terms of being a chaotic uh, force. But I do. But I think I think after about a week, I'd be ready to go home. I'd be like, this sucks. Uh, What you could do in that week. Advertisers and John is chaotic. Good. All right. We got to wrap this up, John. Uh, Before we wrap it up, I got to ask you, I think this is going to be my go to question in these shows now with guests. How do you feel about 2021? Are you feeling any more hopeful? You think with the election and the vaccine coming that things are going to calm down? Or do you think it's going to be just as crazy next year because you're still going to have all these groups vying for power? I think it's going to be better. It can't be worse. I'll say that. I dare the universe to try to make it worse. I'm out. Universe, if you're listening to me, make it worse for me and Nick, not for Dee Dee, not for Dee, but for me and Nick, make it worse. I dare you. May the Lord <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, I'll be calling you like you know, January 3rd that I lost one of my eyes. Yeah. But is like, that I got to wear an eye patch there? now. Thanks, John. <laughs> that just means well, that can... John's next show will have to include pirates. Yes. Oh, a pirate mashup would be great. Oh, I yes. love that. That's a good idea, Dee. Yes, yes. I really have to lose my eye to get a roll in it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I might give an eye to be in a John Lear colony. <laughs> don't put a glass. Don't put a glass eye in there, though, Nick. You know. Oh no, I'm gonna leave it open. hollow. Leave it hollow and don't wear a don't wear a patch either. Just let it let the world see what happens when there's an eye gone. But I don't want to have an ugly like nub orbital hole, so I'm gonna paint it like a kaleidoscope. So when you look in my eye, it just <laughs> oh looks God. like a kaleidoscope, and you're mesmerized. That's by That's fantastic. Like we can get up to you and look in there, and then twist something, like twist your taint, <laughs> and then we'll see it. The kaleidoscope move. I aim to please. That would be wonderful, a walking kaleidoscope. Nick, the walking kaleidoscope. That'd Maybe be 2021 is going to be better. There you yep. go. 
There you go. Right you there. You've me now, That's... John. You've turned me around on this. Uh, you thought losing your eye was a bad thing, but that's not the Taoist way. The Tao, you know, we look at it. What is good? What is bad? We don't know. Yes, you are. You have showed me the silver lining and have one of my eyes gouged out. <laughs> I mean, you go. got stabbed in the taint and became a superstar. So why can't I exactly. give one of my eyes? <laughs> exactly. What am I crying about? What am I whining about? You gave your taint for Hollywood. I could give one of my eyes. That's right. Small price to pay. All right. We got to get out of here. John, I want to thank you you so much for calling in during the COVID era. Um, Why don't you tell everybody where we can find you on the interwebs before the ship goes down? JohnLear.com. J-O-H-N-L-E-H-R.com. That is it? That's the only place to find you? It'll take you everywhere. Will you go on a John Lear voyage from there? A journey yes. into the center of John. Yes, it's the spider webs. Everything branches from that central hub. That's where my my soul lives at JohnLear.com, and then so there you can you take a trip anywhere you want. It's like the um, person that's browsing on there gets sh- um, shrunk down like a fantastic voyage into a little sub. <laughs> it goes through John Lear. <laughs> that's exactly, and it'll it'll end with you coming out of my eyeball. Oh, I was going to say go. something else, but all right. Let's go with a kaleidoscope. <laughs> Going out the kaleidoscope eye. Go in through the taint and out through the eye. There you go. That's the meaning of life. <laughs> yep. That's a very uh, good right. metaphor. We cracked it. We cracked the Da Vinci Code of Life. That's it. I, mean, I don't even need the podcast anymore. We're done. <laughs> done. All right, done. John. You have a great Take holiday, care, you guys. And we'll talk Bye, to you in the new year. Bye, John. Happy holidays, you guys. Yes, happy holidays. Get vaccinated. You know it. Oh, my goodness. My cheeks hurt. I know. I heard you laughing through the door. You must have been muted. Yes, because I didn't want to laugh all all the – yes. You didn't want to get your laughy germs on us? No. Uh, So, yeah, we'll see you in a minute. unclean comedy filth.